Saving Thousands is brought to you in part by RP Funding. RP Funding is licensed and can offer loans in Alabama, Florida, Kentucky, North Carolina, Oklahoma, and Tennessee, and is also licensed by the Mississippi Department of Banking and Consumer Finance. Office is located at 500 Wimberley Place, Suite 300, Maitland, Florida, 32751. Telephone 321-397-4420. RP Funding's nationwide mortgage licensing system ID number is 70168, and Robert Palmer's NMLS ID number is 76197. We're saving thousands with Robert Palmer right here on the Saving Thousands Radio Network. Robert Palmer is the consumer empowering voice explaining all important facets of finance from savings to credit card, your credit scores, your mortgages, and more and more. And of course, how about a refinance or maybe even having a home that you're in become a rental as you move on to another home and then you've got another income stream. And we'll talk about all those things. Now today, We've got a great lineup of topics that you can discuss with your friends as you listen to Robert Palmer. All right, the first topic is going to be getting our kids an education about finance early enough before they get into credit card problems or other problems that they may get trapped into. We're going to discuss the home value hotline. There's a lot of companies out there trying to grab your attention to supply you with a figure that they say your home is worth. But what are they really up to? What are they trying to do? They're offering you that for free, but are they just trying to get a list of names for people in the real estate industry? You got to ask that question. We're going to talk about a mortgage pre-approval. Why is it important to get a validated pre-approval and not just some form letter as many companies turn out? We're going to talk about more financial empowerment coming your way as Robert, Robert Palmer is putting the finishing touches on three books just for you. We're gonna talk about the dangers of online auto pay and bill paying. That can get you into a trap really quick. And of course, we have an Ask RP and you can ask RP at savingthousands.com. But we got a great question from a family who has multiple properties and they would like to refi and put them all into one loan. We'll talk about that and much, much more. But right now, Robert, I know there's been a lot of chatter in our meetings about getting younger people involved sooner in finances. Yeah, so again, Rob, in one of my companies, RP Funding, a, a big mortgage company here in, uh, in the Southeast, you know, I see thousands and thousands of credit reports a month. And we see this pattern of, of, of kids getting in trouble with their very first credit card. Uh-huh. You know, the re- one of the reasons it's so hard to get that first credit card is because statistically, most people blow up on their first credit card. You know, they, they don't know how to handle it. They, they think it's free money. They, they get that first credit card and all of a sudden it's maxed out and they can't pay it back and they don't know what to do. Uh, and, and it's a disaster. And so that's what we see. And this is because there's a lack of education, a lack of understanding. You know, and so one of the big things is, you know, where are kids, one of the great you know, research articles that Caleb did in here is, you know, where are kid, what are kids watching, right? Where are kids getting their, their financial information? You know, most kids are not out there watching, you know, CNBC or listening again to this radio network. It's not our demographic. You know, the, the you know, younger kids are not listening to talk radio. They're not hearing me. They're not watching TV and, and hearing other people talk about personal finance. You know, and so 65% of kids 8 to 14 learn about money from their parents, right? Because we don't teach it in schools. That's another one of my big complaints, mm-hmm. you know, is that the schools don't do enough. And what the schools do doesn't really prepare. You know, no school is out there telling kids the realities of finding themselves in debt. You know, the, 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 the few schools who do teach financial literacy are focused on how to balance a checkbook. You know, okay, this is, you know, the real basic stuff that just doesn't get to where it needs to be. Nobody's talking about, hey, if you go out there and get a credit card and you max it out and you can't pay it back, you're going to blow up your credit and you're not going to be able to buy a car and you're not going to be able to buy a house and you're not going to be able to buy an engagement ring. And everything that you're trying to plan in your life can be destroyed by one stupid decision you make right now when it comes to abusing a credit card. Uh, and so, you know, this is the big thing. And so kids are learning from their parents. Um, you know, the problem is, you know, 69% of parents are concerned about setting a good example for their kids. And see, this, I think, is where the confusion comes in, Rob. You know, I think a lot of parents feel like setting the good example means hiding the truth, mm-hmm. right? So if, if the parents are having financial trouble, that well, we don't want our kids to see that. We don't want to teach our kids this, so we're going to hide it from them, right? Well, kids aren't stupid, you know, and, and they can tell in a household. You know, this study goes on to talk about how, you know, kids can tell, you know, kids kind of pick up on when mom's hiding purchases from dad or dad's hiding purchases from mom. And this kind of teaches that, you know, or, you know, hide purchases and, you know, not being honest. You know, your kids can tell if you're stressed out about money, but then you're telling them everything's fine. And, you know, so, again, you know, our, our kids are much more in tune to our lives than we think. And I know from my personal example uh, that you are not doing your kids any favors by hiding 
the truth and the reality of your financial situation from them. Uh, again, I, I think I think you can put some kind of filter on it, but you know it, it, they got to understand the realities. They have to understand that that life can be tough and that money can be tough. And you know I think if, if you made you know, most parents today probably made some mistakes with credit uh, in their late teens, early twenties. You know, share those stories with your children. Talk to them about you know what happened. Again, this is tough for a parent to say. You know, hey son, uh, I screwed up, and when I was nineteen, I ran up this credit card and I never paid it back, and because of that, I had to rent you know, for the first five or six years uh, after I got out of college. Or I almost couldn't marry your mother because I couldn't get approved for the, the engagement ring, right? I couldn't buy your mother the engagement ring I wanted to because I couldn't get approved for credit and I had to pay cash for it because I blew up my credit score uh, in my late teens, early 20s. You know, but no, parents don't want to have these conversations with their kids, but this is probably the biggest service we can do for them, the biggest education we can do. Um, you know, almost half of parents don't have any type of emergency fund. We talk about that. That's one of our rules. Uh, 28% carry over a credit card balance every single month. Uh, you know, and the other, this is the big one too, Rob. I, this was kind of interesting to me. Uh, 28% of, of parents have taken money from their child's piggy bank uh, oh, to, wow. to, meet, to meet some type of financial hardship. And, and again, don't think the kid misses this, right? And, and so when, when, when they see the reality of it, you know, but they aren't told the reasoning behind it. They're not given the backstory, not given the full story. You know, kids are now trying to form opinions and, and, and make perceptions based on half of the data, right? Half the information. And so one of the big things I think parents can be is more transparent with their children about what's going on in their finances, you know, mistakes they've made. Uh, again, how, how do we learn? Our, our kids learn from our mistakes. And we, we seem to, to understand that and, and be willing to embrace that in most parts of society except for money and finance. You know, we'll tell our kids the story about the first, you know, love who broke our heart. And we'll tell the kids, our, our kids a story, you know, about, about making good decisions and bad decisions when it comes to other parts of personal life and drugs and alcohol and all these other things. But we don't want to talk to them about credit. And when you look at the amount of damage that lack of understanding for credit, lack of understanding for debt can have, uh, it can be, you know, I think have a bigger impact than a lot of, of other things that we do try to protect our kids from. You know, and so, you know, one of the things is kids, you know, obviously they do, they do what they see, right? So they're, they're going to imitate our behavior. That's how they learn to talk. You know, I, I talk about this a lot, Rob. I'm really fascinated by the fact that, you know, children learn to talk at such a young age. Mm -hmm. And where as an adult, when we try to learn a second language or a third language, <laughs> it's, it, it's very difficult. But you look in a, you know, at a young age, children learn how to speak. And it's from imitating what we do. And you don't have to sit down with them and say, okay, this is this word, this is that word. They just pick up on it from watching you. And so it's such a clear example of how smart our kids are, how smart we are at a very young age that we don't give ourselves credit for, and how, how intuitive we are and how observant we are as little children to watch our parents' behavior in order to even pick up on a language. I mean, if you think they can learn a language just from watching you, don't think they're not picking up on your financial habits and what's really going on. Uh, and, you know, and so you know, if parents are abusing credit cards, you know, kids are going to see that. Uh, you know, if parents have major difference of opinions on money, right? So if, if mom and dad are fighting about money, if mom and dad, you know, are, you know, again, mom and dad are in there fighting about money and the kid walks in and it just kind of goes away, right? They don't want, they're going to stop the conversation. They don't want the kid to know what's going on. The kid's now picking up bits and pieces, right? They're not stupid. They're, they're not blind to the fact that you're in there talking about money, but now they're only getting half the story. They're not really understanding what's really going on. Maybe what was the, the cause of the problem. You know, did the family spend more than they had? Is the family paying for past mistakes with student loans? Is the family paying for past mistakes with credit cards? This is the type of information that kids need to use. Again, you've got to give our, the younger versions of ourselves more credit. Uh, you know, again, we were smart enough to pick up on language. We're smart enough to learn math. You know, it's funny, you know, you'll see, you'll see parents who struggle with algebra, right, because they haven't done it in so long. And then, you know, now you've got kids, you know, in, in elementary school knocking it out like it's nothing. You That's know, right. computers, you know, iPads, you know, you'll see you'll see adults who struggle and are afraid of an iPad or a laptop. And then you'll have a kid who will get in there and just go off on it and, and make it do amazing things. We're very, very smart at a very, very young age. And we don't seem to want to give ourselves credit for that uh, as a society. And, and I think money is a big part of it. More financial empowerment coming up. But have you checked out savingthousands.com today? That's right, savingthousands.com. That's sort of the other half of the proposition when it comes to the radio show. We back it up with a lot of great information at savingthousands.com. And you have to spell out the word thousands, okay? But make that a favorite because you can check two or three times a day and find that the site is constantly, and I do mean constantly, being updated. 
So savingthousands.com has great information for you. Some of the things you'll get today are informative, easy-to-read articles from the Saving Thousands research staff. You'll find a sign-up area for the Saving Thousands newsletter. That's new, you know. Then there's the 15 Saving Thousands Rules to Success, and there's more. A selection of archived radio shows and info modules for you to replay on demand. There's the Ask RP segment where you just click on Ask RP and you write him a question and he will return to you an answer. And then we may make that topic part of our future shows, but we'll never reveal your identity, okay? So you're always safe with us. And let's not forget the Home Value Hotline Request Form and the Affiliate Radio Station Guide so you can take our radio show on the road with you as you travel. So, Robert, what's next on your agenda? Rob, let's talk about the Home Value Hotline a little bit. All right. Home Value Hotline is something that is really important to you if you own a home. That's 866-222-8231. 866-222-8231. One more time slowly. 866-222-8231. Do you have any idea how much your home is worth? I bet you can tell me within a dollar of how much is in your wallet. I bet you can tell me how much gas you have left in the tank, how much your neighbor makes, how much you're going to make next year. But your house, the biggest asset you have in your portfolio is your house. How much is it worth? Yeah, and the worst thing you can do is go online and use one of these (laughs) eonline.com appraisals or whatever that, you know, they use this, they use this bogus cost per square footage approach, which just doesn't work because it doesn't, I mean, look, here's the deal. At the end of the day, uh, location, 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 right? And and that mm-hmm. doesn't just mean neighborhood or zip code. That can mean this side of the street versus that side of the street. That can mean the beautiful lake view out the back or the preserve view out the back versus you're staring into a Winn-Dixie parking lot out the back, right? I mean, sure. this is the kind of things that happen. And, and you know, how nice is the house? Has it been remodeled? How old is the roof? What does it look like inside? Because a, a lot of buying a home is emotional. You know, it's not just, we're not, we don't walk in there and be like, well, Dear, we're not paying more than eleven dollars a square foot for a house, you know, whatever. It's it doesn't work that way, you know. And but that's how these online computer systems try. They try to boil home values down to an archaic cost per square foot value, Mm -hmm. and it's great, and it's made them billions of dollars. I mean, they these guys, you know, the Zillow and Truly and these guys are making crazy billions of dollar valuations by giving away bogus home valuations. I mean, I think it's I think it's a great business model. You know, mm-hmm. you, you take garbage misinformation and you turn it into a billion dollar company. I mean, God, God bless America. Right. But if you want to know what your home is really worth, you can call the home value hotline. And so when I personally need to know what one of my properties is worth, uh, when, you know, my buddy, I talk about a lot, who's got the, the, you know, the, the $16 million worth of rental properties around central Florida, when he wants to know what one of his properties is worth, uh, we have this network of real estate agents that we call, we have a relationship with because we're in the business. The average consumer doesn't have that. And so I built the home value hotline to give you access to the same resources I have. So you can call the Home Value Hotline. It's free. There's no obligation. There's no hardcore sales pitch. We're not going to try to sell you some Ginsu knives on the back end of the deal. <laughs> you know, I mean, just call the Home Value Hotline. You'll hear my voice. It's a recorded message. Leave some basic information, and a local real estate expert will call you back and talk you through what your home is worth. I say this all the time, Rob. If you're out there listening, if you think you're going to sell your home in the next 18 months, if you think there is any chance at all that you are going to sell your home in the next 18 months, you know who you are. You're hearing me right now. Do not procrastinate. Start the process now by finding out what your home is worth, okay? So many of the decisions about selling a home start with that first key piece of information, which is what's the home worth. The other beautiful thing is you can talk to the agent who gives you your free home valuation about time to sell, best time to sell. Maybe there are things you can do to improve your home's value between now and when you're ready to sell. Guess what? If you call the home value hotline a month before you're ready to sell your house, that won't do you any good right? You don't have time to do any of the things to increase your home Uh value. So if you think you're going to sell your home anytime in the next 18 months, you know who you are. I'm talking to you right now, right? I want you to look to your right, look to your left. Nope. I'm talking to you. You are the person who is thinking about selling your home the next 18 months. Pick up the phone right now and call the home value hotline. Be a financial ninja. Get the information you need. Get the home's value today so you can be prepared, so you can start planning because selling a home is a big deal. It's a big financial decision. You need all the information you can get. The first key piece is the home valuation from a reputable source, which is my home value hotline. So pick out, pull out your phone right now, all right? I'm talking to you. You right there. You, yes, you that's going to sell your home in the next 18 months. Pick up your phone and prepare to punch in these numbers. Rob, give them the numbers to punch in. Talk slow. Punch them in one at a time. Here we go. Are you ready to punch? Eight six six two 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 eight two three one. Put it in your phone in your contacts. Eight six six 
222-8231. And you're on your way. That's it. So again, they're gonna they're gonna call you're gonna call that number. You're gonna hear my voice. I'm gonna tell you to leave your name and phone number and the address of your home. Uh, and then we're gonna get that to the local real estate agent who I would call in that area if I wanted to know what one of my houses was worth. If I was thinking about selling one of my houses in the next 18 months, this is what I would be doing right now. And the cool thing is, in addition to just giving you the home value, they're going to talk to you about why your home is worth that much, what activities mm. and trends are happening in that neighborhood. Are, are things going up? Are things going down? Is there a sale that can help you? Is there a sale that can hurt you? Is there a, Are there a lot of homes about to come on the market in that area? Is there a certain time of year where that neighborhood sells for more than other times a year? These things happen, and the members of the Home Value Hotline will be able to share this with you. So uh, one more time on the phone number, All Mr. Right. Newton. 866-222-8231, 866-222-8231. The Home Value Hotline, everybody. All right, so that's the Home Value Hotline. We want you to be an informed and smart consumer. And uh, if you're thinking about selling your home anytime in the next 18 months, the time now is to start laying down those plans. Don't procrastinate. Don't wait to the last minute. Don't get caught in a situation where you cost yourself thousands of dollars in potential sales price because you make a couple stupid decisions because you procrastinated, all right? Call the Home Value Hotline today. Get that going. Uh, if you're not thinking about selling your home, then you need to be thinking about refinancing your home with us here at RP Funding, sure. taking advantage of the $2.5 bucks that I pulled out of the advertising budget uh, in order to, to create raving fans, in order to create word-of-mouth advertising by bribing you with a refinance with no closing costs, all right? Because I'm paying them all. RP Funding, NMLS ID 70168. Pick up the phone and give us a call, 855-773-8634. That's 855-RP-FUNDING, 855-773-8634. Coming up as we save thousands with Robert Palmer, we're going to be talking about a very big step when it comes to beginning the mortgage application process. But more on that in a minute. I did want to make sure that you know about some top trending radio shows that have been archived at savingthousands.com. At savingthousands.com, you just simply go to that website. By now, I hope you have it under your favorites, and you just simply go to archived radio shows or radio shows. You'll find a variety of hour-long archived shows that we've done over the past eight years. So there's something like 400 hours of on-demand radio shows you can listen to at your leisure by topic, okay? But there's also info modules, and these info modules may be five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes at most on various topics like, you know, how do you know when it's time to refi or making the transition from a renter to a homeowner, something like that. But the top archive shows on demand right now at savingthousands.com, the first one would be taking control of your credit score. This is a great show that Robert researched for days to put together because it has to do with how you can improve your credit score simply by something as simple as maybe even changing the date when you pay your credit cards. Yeah, we'll talk about that. You're going to love that show. Coming in second would be putting your credit cards to work for you instead of them being a burden on you. There's a great radio show called The Various Types of Home Loans and What is the Loan Process All About? How about Confused About Refinance? Here's a radio show that tells you how it works. Ways to save on your house payment without a refi. That's trending fifth right now. Explaining the mortgage process is sixth. And seventh, how to take control of the closing session that really intimidates a lot of people. But Robert, can we talk about pre-approvals? You know, some of these pre-approvals that people are getting right now aren't worth the paper they're printed on. Uh, what else we got going on, Rob? So uh, in mortgage news, uh, I will tell you that the housing market is, is really doing well right now. Yes, and, it is. And we are seeing a lot of people buy homes, uh, a lot of people taking advantage of the uh, RP funding validated pre-approval. You know, this is one of the, the big offerings we have uh, is the strength of our pre-approval. And so a, a lot of lenders take this for granted. You know, Rob, they when you go out to buy a home, if you think about the amount of work that goes into this and the amount of commitments you make, you know, you're going to go out and you're going to look at houses and you're going to put down a deposit on a house and you're going to then, you know, give notice to your landlord or put your existing home up for sale. And all these all these things you're doing are predicated on the fact that you will get a mortgage and be able to close on the home. Well, a lot of mortgage companies don't take the pre-approval process very seriously. That's true. You know, and they they allow their sales guys to issue pre-approvals with no oversight, you know. And people make mistakes and sometimes sales guys get a little more, you know, caught up in how much commission they're going to make than on are they making the right decision for a loan. And at the end of the day, they don't have the authority to actually make you the loan. So the sales guy can want to approve you all he wants. 
But unfortunately, when the loan goes to underwriting, uh, where the decision is actually made, there's a lot of people who get denied. And they get denied because the sales guy issued the pre-approval with no oversight. And so my solution to that here at RP Funding is what we call our validated pre-approval. And so with the validated pre-approval, we get your information up front and we have it reviewed by the underwriting department. And then you know for sure uh, that your pre-approval is good and you're not going to waste your time and end up, you know, running around in circles and getting bad news at the last minute. So many people get denied at the last minute by our competitors that I had to create a program our closing acceleration program where we can close loans in less than 10 days just to bail out all the people who are getting denied the last minute because the other mortgage companies are still not doing any oversight of their pre-approval process, uh, which is crazy to me, but it goes on each and every day. And so what I will tell you is the the pre-approval letter, and particularly if it's a validated pre-approval letter that you put in with your offer can have a huge impact on whether or not you get the house you want, right? So when right now we are seeing multiple offer situations. Right. We are seeing a large number of houses where there is one house for sale and there are two, three, maybe four people all trying to buy that same house, okay? Now, one of the things is right now, because home prices have gone up pretty quickly, uh, appraisals can become an issue. So here's the deal. When you are financing, uh, you can't really buy the home for more than what it appraises for. If you do, you have to put down the difference in cash, which most people don't have the cash to do. So real estate agents know this and sellers know this. So if you go in and make an offer way above what the house is going to appraise for, they don't really take that offer seriously because they know the appraisal is not going to come in and you're going to end up trying to renegotiate and the deal is going to fall apart. So the two main things that they look at when they've got all these offers and say everybody offers full price. And let's say they know the house just isn't going to appraise any higher than $200,000. So if you offer more than two hundred, they just kind of schlep that off because it's not going to appraise. Right. So if all the offers come in at 200000 now what are they using to make their decision? It's based on how strong your pre-approval is right. and how much money do you need them to pay towards your closing costs. All right. These are two very important factors. These are two reasons that I have built out the way we do business at RP Funding the way I have to give my clients the best possible chance of having their offer accepted when they open a multiple offer situation. So number one is the strength of your pre-approval. Well, if you've got a validated pre-approval from the largest local lender in the area who has a great reputation for closing on time, mm-hmm. who offers a closing acceleration program to bail out other people when they screw up, and I would say every listing agent in Orlando knows that when the other guy drops the ball, they can call us here and we're going to put the deal back together. And so our pre-approval has some credibility. It's got some brand behind it. You know, when you walk in with a pre-approval from 123neverheardofusmortgage.com, you know, and and the guy you're bidding against has a pre-approval from RP Funding, yeah, you're probably not going to get that house. Sorry. The second thing is the amount of closing costs you're asking for. Well, I don't charge any lender fees. What does that mean? That means you need less closing costs. Because you're not having to pay origination fees, mortgage broker fees, underwriting fees, credit report fees, all these extra junk fees on the mortgage. So when you go to the seller and the guy with the the no-name mortgage.com pre-approval is also asking for $6,000 in closing costs because he's getting hosed by said no-name mortgage company, right? And you walk in there with an RP funding validated pre-approval, a company the seller recognizes and trusts. And you're asking for thousands of dollars less in closing costs because I don't charge any junk fees. I don't charge any lender fees. Whose offer do you think is going to get accepted, Rob? Right to the top, RP funding. You know, and again, it's simple. I, It's not just natural. I built our system to work that way. Every other mortgage company out there could do the same thing. They could say, you know what? In order to help our buyers have a better chance of getting their pre-approval accepted, we are going to validate it, put oversight on it, advertise our company so we have a good reputation and we're going to stop charging fees and then their pre-approval would be as strong as mine. But they won't. They don't. They haven't. I don't know why. So do yourself a favor and if you're buying a home, make sure you go in with the strongest pre-approval in the industry, go in with the least amount of closing costs being asked to pay for by the seller because these are the two biggest determining factors in who gets that home, who gets that contract accepted and the cool thing is, Rob, you can get an RP funding pre-approval completely free. It doesn't cost a dime. Uh, all you got to do is give us a call at uh, 855-773-8634. That's 
That's 855-773-863-4855 RP Funding. We are here. We are happy to give you a pre-approval. We are happy to upgrade that pre-approval to a validated pre-approval. And that validated pre-approval will not have any lender fees associated <laughs> with it, which will help you have the best chance of getting your home. RPFunding.com, NMLS 70168. That's our license number. Or 855-773-8634. Well, Robert, let me give that number just one more time in case somebody was driving and they couldn't jot it down. 855-773-8634. 855-773-8634. A couple of important websites, of course. You can apply for a mortgage online. Doesn't matter where you live, rpfunding.com, rpfunding.com. And of course, then there's the Saving Thousands site. And Robert, I was looking at Saving Thousands right before we came into the studio today to do today's show. And I noticed the research team has been hard at work researching topics that you've given them, listening to past radio shows, writing some great, easy to read articles. And just like our radio shows, some are trending more than others. Trending right now, number one, as you go back to our savingthousands.com website and read our articles, the one that's being called up the most is what documents are needed when applying for a mortgage. Number two, how much home can I afford? You know, that's a very interesting article because early in the article, you'll realize that the mortgage payment is only a part of your house payment, okay? Now, the third is, can I take out a loan while waiting to close on my mortgage? And everybody needs to know the answer to that. Great article. Finally, why is getting a strong pre-approval important? We just talked about that. But if you want to follow up, you can always read that article at savingthousands.com. And if you have a topic that you'd like us to expand upon with a radio show and or an article, simply go on to the site, savingthousands.com. Look for the Ask RP. Just go to Ask RP, click on that, and there's a form, and you can simply fill out that form, okay? That's Ask RP at SavingThousands.com. Well, Robert, I'm excited because besides the radio show and SavingThousands.com and the wonderful mortgage company, you're out to further empower consumers. This is exciting news. Absolutely, Rob. The other cool day we got coming up is I got a couple books coming out. I kind of hinted on this earlier. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, the main uh, the first book we're going to release uh, is Saving Thousands. It's kind of the uh, a book that, that wraps in the whole mantra of the show. It's going to go into in depth on all the rules. It's going to talk a lot about the decision I made personally to go on the radio and, and go down this journey. Uh, and uh, and I'm excited about this. You know, I've, I've sat down and, and put it all on paper. And uh, we're going to get that published later this year where the, the, the manuscript is done. We're kicking around final title ideas. And then I'm probably going to do some kind of uh, pre-sale in August or September where radio listeners can buy the book in advance at a discounted price, maybe get some extra perks thrown in. Uh, but again, this is, this is me putting down all the thoughts on the 15 rules into uh, a, a book, a paperback book, uh, so that we can, again, spread this knowledge, uh, get this out there, give people a resource you know, because again, not everybody's going to listen to talk radio. It is what it is. You know, so if you've got that friend or family member who's a reader, you can get them a copy of the, the Saving Thousands book and they can get all the same knowledge and understand everything that you're learning right here on the radio uh, in print. Right. And then uh, also the second book is Appreciation Opportunity, which is uh, about real estate investing and owning real estate and how to make those decisions. And I, you know, I walk people through how the system I, I use that I devised, this, this grid I built that I personally use when I look at a, an investment property, had people just followed this, uh, we probably would have never seen the crash. We wouldn't have seen people getting caught up. And it really talks a lot about the correlation between what's being paid in rent and what should be paid in mortgage payments. Uh, and so the, those two books are coming out. And then we've got a couple other exciting ones coming out uh, early next year. Those two will come out this year. Uh, and then next year, I've got a, a book coming out about credit. This is always a, a big topic for people, You know, ways to improve your credit score, uh, you know, kind of a plan in there you can use to, because we can always do better. We can all always have a, a higher credit score. And so it's it's the tips and tricks I use to maximize my credit score. There's also going to be a lot of information in there for people who maybe uh, have have a bad credit who are trying to rebound. You know, I, I sat down with uh, somebody last week, Rob, and we were talking about credit. And, you know, she wants to buy a house and her credit score is, is uh, you know, like a 560, 570. It's too low to get qualified yeah. for a mortgage. And I said, well, you know, what's talk to me about your credit card? You know, do you have a credit card? Is it maxed out? Do you pay it on time? And she says, well, no, I don't have any credit card. That's how I got in trouble in the first place. And I said, well, until you believe in yourself enough to be able to have a credit card and not abuse it, 
the credit bureaus are not going to believe in you enough to give you a high credit score. And so the reason that her credit score is refusing to recover is because she's refusing to go out and get a credit card. Uh-huh. Because, look, the credit bureaus are smart. You know, I mean, computers may not be able to figure out what your house is worth, but they can do a lot of other stuff really effectively. And they've figured out that people who had a blow up in their credit because of credit cards and now refuse to get new credit cards, you're basically saying to them, I don't trust myself enough around these credit cards to have any. So I don't think I can make good decisions. And they're going to continually penalize your credit score for that. It's just one example of, of what the book's going to cover and, you know, to help people make better decisions and really kind of uh, outline what I think the ideal credit report looks like, right? Like what I think you should have. You should have this many credit cards with this types of balances based on your income. You should have, you know, this many installment loans, whether that's going to be a, a car loan or a recreational vehicle loan or something else. You should have this many mortgages. You should have second mortgages, yes or no, really to break down for people the, the, the tricks we talk about how to pay before the balances, before the statements come out to keep your credit score. You know, it's going to be a great resource for people. Uh, about credit scoring and credit reporting and how to really take control of that personal finance. And then finally, a book on home buying, um, you know, the, the home buying guide to help people understand and make better decisions. So that's the four book deal I've got going on right now. Uh, the Saving Thousands book, which will cover the 15 rules and, and kind of my philosophy on the radio and why I'm here. Appreciation Opportunity, which is going to be the real estate investment book uh, and how to you know look at buying property from a financial standpoint. Uh, then we've got the uh, credit score and credit reporting book, which is how to take control of your credit. And then finally, the kind of first time home buyer book, uh, which digs into more of just the basics of, so what's it look like to own instead of rent? You know, how do we move down that path? And so I've got those four books coming out over the next probably eight or nine months. Uh, it's a pretty aggressive uh, you know, publishing plan we've yeah. got put in place, but I want to get this knowledge out there. I want to get it in people's hands. You know, I want people to have additional resources uh, to be able to learn from besides just the radio and the website. Well, folks, if you're just tuning in, you've tuned in to a consumer empowerment show that we love to call Saving Thousands with Robert Palmer. We're now in our eighth year of broadcasting. Started out with only one station in Orlando and quickly grew to now over 80 radio stations. And we're not done yet. We are researching stations across the South where we want to have this show so we can help more and more people get empowered, more and more people take over their economy, more and more people becoming the chief financial officer of their own money. That is great. And we help a lot of people. One of the tools that we offer you is the Saving Thousands Rules to Success. The Saving Thousands Rules to Success came along from Robert's many years in the mortgage industry. Robert has looked over thousands upon thousands of mortgage applications, credit reports, you name it. And so he has an inside track on seeing why some people have a 500 credit score and why some people have an 850 credit score. It's all about being informed, not falling for the tricks, not falling for the smoke and mirrors, and knowing how to handle money. And that's what it's all about right here in the Robert Palmer family of companies. Let me go over some of those rules. Rule number one, you've heard us refer to it in the show today. Rule number one is always shop around. If you are going out to buy something, I mean, let's shop around. Let's look in the papers. Let's listen to the radio. Let's go online. Even if it's groceries, you can find ways to trim that family budget by simply shopping around, planning your shopping, see, because gas is, is a precious item. There's an awful lot you can do if you just shop around and you plan. Rule number two is know your numbers. How can you go anywhere if you don't know your numbers? You've got to know your credit score. You've got to know your home value. You've got to know how much you owe versus how much is coming in. And you've got to anticipate all of these things that do affect your bottom line, okay? And you've got to know interest rates. That's just some of the things you'll find at savingthousands.com under the rules. Well, Robert, all in all, it's a very exciting time in the world of real estate and in the world of mortgages. And I got some got some exciting stuff to talk about today, Rob. You okay. know, uh, just kind of a quick rate update. Interest rates have been just kind of hanging out in this range, staying yeah. low, which is good news for everybody out there, mm -hmm. uh, either buying a home or refinancing their home. So that's good. Uh, I haven't seen anything that really ticked me off in the news recently as far as credit cards or anybody being taken advantage of. So that's always good. You know, usually there, there's that there's always an article that just seems to get me all fired up about once a week, uh, you know, where some company tries some harebrained scheme to take advantage of consumers. And it just drives me crazy. Uh, we talked a lot about FICO scores this week. You know, obviously a very fascinating topic. And, and that's one of those things that we don't teach in schools. We don't teach kids about. Most people don't really understand how credit scoring works, but it, that number follows you around your entire life. Oh, and yeah. 
and is used in so many ways to to judge us as credit worthy or not credit worthy. It's even being used for insurance now in mm-hmm. addition to loans and debts and uh, just, uh, again, really important stuff and stuff that we're not really taught to understand. And, uh, you know, the impact that interest can have on you. You know, a lot of people don't even understand the basics of how interest works. You know, I mean, the, the basic concept is you, know, you borrow money and you pay interest back. And and so I think a lot of people say, well, okay, so I have a credit card at a, at a 10% APR. Well, what does that even mean? You know, so if, if you owe basically that, that APR, that interest rate, is the amount of money you're going to pay back annually in interest, okay? Mm-hmm. So, Rob, so if I've got a $10,000 credit card and it's at a 20% interest rate, I'm going to pay $2,000 a year in interest. And that's a lot of money if you think sure about it. I mean, is. if you really think about it, I mean, I've seen credit cards at 29% interest. Uh-huh. So, if you if you go out and put a $1,000 item on that credit card, a year later you will have paid $1,290 for that item. At one item. Right, at 29% interest. I mean, it's crazy, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, and then if you go into the second year, now you're paying even more, you know, and it, it just keeps going up and up and up. And, and I don't think a lot of people really, you know, they hear the number and it doesn't mean anything. It's, you know, it's like the whole in Las Vegas, the reason they want you to use chips, you know, they want you to use, uh, you know, the, the chips instead of real money because it's not money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they've, they've figured out and they've studied and they've spent all this money on how to take advantage of people. And basically they've figured out that by giving you fake money paper money, you know, the, the chip money, the fake money or, or points on a card or whatever they do these days, that you're more likely to spend it because it's not actual cash. It's not actual money. And and I think that credit card interest kind of works in the same way. You hear this number, oh, 29%, oh, 18%, oh, 14%. Like, what? really, what does any of this mean? And when you sit down and really look at the numbers and say, wow, if I put $1,000 on that credit card and I don't pay it off and that card's at 29% interest, that's $290 a year. Gone. Gone. And you know what this reflects on? A few days ago, you did a show, and you were talking about why the credit card companies really wanted people to go online and look at their statement every day and not look at the paper statement because of several things. Well, I thought about that this morning. When you started talking about interest rates, you know when you look at that one front sheet on your home, whether it's a a First National, a, a Visa card, a MasterCard, doesn't matter what it is. All you see is balance, available credit, next payment due, it doesn't say on there how much interest you paid last month. It doesn't. It, it doesn't. does not tell you. So that. yeah. So the, the government the government decided that, that that people if people were informed that they would they would not fall into this interest trap. And so we're going to talk. We'll talk about that again in case we've got new listeners and the the dirty secret and the dirty trick <laughs> that the credit card companies are using to keep that from happening. And if you want to know more about getting a mortgage or how much your home is worth, hey, just call 855-773-8634. That's the office, 855-773-8634. And you can always call the Home Value Hotline and discern a very, very accurate approximate number that goes with your home. Not something manufactured out of a computer out in Silicon Valley. No, something from a professional realtor who sells homes right in your neighborhood. It's 866-222-8231. The Home Value Hotline created by Robert Palmer. 866-222-8231. So you were explaining the other day how in the name of, let's say, paper, right, the, right. the credit so card here, companies so the government figured out that if you put the dollars and cents, you know, just like the casino figured out by giving you the clay chips, mm-hmm. you're going to spend more. The government figured out, well, by showing people the actual dollars and cents that they're wasting by making minimum credit card payments, by leaving balances on their credit cards, people are more likely to pay them off. And so they changed all these disclosure requirements. And now on your paper statement that you get in the mail, there's all these legal requirements to show you how much interest you paid last month. You know, it's got to be bolded and boxed in and it's got to really smack you in the face. Uh, and then it shows you, well, if you make the minimum payment, it's going to take you five, six, seven years to pay this thing off. And so think about our example, $1,000 at 29% interest, $290 a year. What is that times five years, Rob? Now oh, you've paid almost $2,500 for that $1,000 item, right? And so if you make the minimum payments, this thing just drags on for years and years and years. But then what they show people is just by paying a little bit more. So if that minimum payment is 30 or 40 bucks, well, if you pay 60 or $70, you pay the thing off in, in more than, than half of the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like quicker than that. And so all of a sudden there was all this great disclosure. And guess what happened, Rob? People started paying their credit cards off faster because all of a sudden they were conscious of the true costs. The government disclosure requirements worked. Imagine that. So what happened next? The credit card companies, the big greedy banks, panicked. They panicked. We don't want people They're like, paying what these is off? happening? Why, why are all of these people paying their credit cards? 
Why are all these people making extra payments on their credit cards? And then some, you know, some bean counter in the corner is like, well, sir, we've analyzed in the new government disclosures, people seem to be making that exact payment that's recommended in box number two or box number three. Ouch. And now they're like, oh my God, what do we do now? People are going to, pe- people are not going to pay us $2,500 for a $1,000 item anymore. We're going to go broke. We're going to have to take the golden toilet seat out of the executive washroom. <laughs> I can't sit on porcelain. What am I, a peasant? Right? So th- this is the conversation going on at these very large credit card companies. So then <laughs> so then some kid, in the, probably in the mailroom, comes up with a brilliant idea. No, actually, in reality, they, they hire consulting firms mm-hmm. and pay them millions and millions of dollars to come up with these ideas. And they said, well, if we get people to go online, then the requirements by law for the, the statement do not apply. And we will still have a PDF of the statement, but we're going to bury that. That thing's going to be buried. Like, you got to go, like, uh, more information about my account, uh, previous statements, download PDF, and then it's like, please wait, preparing PDF, right? And it's like, well, we'll send you smoke signals in three days when the PDF is ready for your review. Because, trust me, they do not want you seeing these boxes that are encouraging you to pay more and pay faster and pay sooner and not waste money on interest. And so they figured out, they said, okay, great. So if we can just get everybody to stop getting the paper statements, then we can trick them all by burying the disclaimers on the hidden PDFs. And all we're going to show on the home screen of the credit card login online is the balance and the current payment. Mm -hmm. We're not going to show them the interest rate. We're not going to show them how much interest they paid last month. We're not going to show them any of these these boxes that tell them, well, if you just send us an extra $30 a month, you'll pay it off in half the time because we don't want them to know any of that. We want them to be a slave to our debt. So how do we do this? We do it in the name of the environment, yeah. right? We can't so, have paper. So they launched this brilliant campaign that says, dear consumer, we here at Big Greedy Credit Card Inc., we care about the environment and we have to kill so many trees every year to mail you this statement. And then some of them are like, we'll give you a $5 statement credit if you help us save the environment uh-huh. by opting out of paper statements and accepting electronic delivery so you don't see how beneficial it is to pay your debt off faster. And we all fall for it. And the mere fact that they will pay us $5 to stop getting paper statements shows a little glimpse of how much money those paper statements with all of those disclosures and disclaimers and the boxes and the big, bold numbers of how much interest they're sucking out of you every month were costing them. It was worth it for them to give you $5 today to be able to continue sucking the life out of you continuously in the future. And this is the big scam that is online banking for credit cards. Once again, we do invite you to at any time you have a question about mortgages, about refis, about how you can find the equity in your home, just simply pick up the phone. There's no obligation to call 855-773-8634. Customer service is number one. Nobody is going to try to hard sell you into anything. We simply want you to get the information you need. 855-773-8634. And don't forget, we've got rpfunding.com for you to apply for a mortgage or a refi. And we also, of course, have savingthousands.com. And a while ago, we were talking about the rules, and I went over rule number one, rule number two. Rule number three is very easy. We call it the three-day waiting period, a three-day rule. And what that is, if you are going after a major purchase, you're thinking about buying that next big screen TV. You're thinking about buying that next fancy watch. You're thinking about buying a car or a truck or a boat. Whatever it is, you know what you want. Now, you've made the decision to buy it, but why not wait three days to make the purchase? Because during those days, you're going to become more focused on the various types of that product. You're going to learn from discussions you have, from research you do. You're going to learn about where you can get the best price, the best warranty, and you're going to find out the good, the bad, and the ugly of that product line. It's as simple as that. So the three-day rule really helps to put everything into perspective, if you will. Because after that three days, you may decide... Well, that's not such a hot idea. Maybe I want something else, or maybe I'll take that money and invest it. You're not trying to talk yourself out of anything, but give it the benefit of the doubt. If you're looking at a boat, it'll still be there in three days. Nobody's going to take away all the boats or the Mercedes or whatever, or that big screen TV. So just give it some thought. That's a three-day rule. Rule number four is don't abuse credit, but don't fear it either. You've got to have a credit score. Even your auto insurance right now is partially based on your credit score. So don't fear credit, but don't abuse it either. Well, Robert, 
Let's ask RP. Savingthousands.com, ask RP. Donna and Joe out of Tampa are asking, they've got a first and a second mortgage on a property. Can they come to your company, RP Funding, and can they refi both of those loans into one easy payment per month? Absolutely. We do this all the time. Mm -hmm. And this is actually my preference. So the alternative would be we would just refinance the first and then we do what's called resubordinate the second. So here's how I'll give you all a little quick lesson on lien theory here in the state of Florida. (laughs) So uh, basically what happens is when, when a mortgage gets recorded, the date, the recording date of that mortgage, that lien dictates the lien priority. All right. So let's say you have a house and that house is worth $100,000. Okay. When that house is sold, all of the liens against it, all the liens filed in public records have to be satisfied in order to give clear title. So the question is, in what order do you pay the liens, right? So if somebody has $120,000 worth of liens against a $100,000 house and the liens are from six different companies, who gets the money, right? There'd be hmm. this big fight. Everybody wants the money. Mm-hmm. And so would you say, well, there's 100000 and they owe 120 so let's divide 100 by 120 and figure out the equal pro rata percentage that each of the six people should get, and each person gets their equal share of the 100000 No. It is based on the recording date of the lien in the public records of the county where the house is located. Mm-hmm. So if my lien is filed first for $100,000 and the other five people's liens are $4,000 each, I get all the money, they get none. So when a house is sold, the proceeds go to pay off the liens in the order in which they were recorded. So if you have a first mortgage that you got in 2010 and you have a home equity line of credit that you got in 2011, right? and now you come to me here at RP Funding and I'm going to give you a new mortgage in 2015 to pay off the first mortgage, but you say, Robert, I really want to keep my home equity line of credit open with my bank. The problem is their recording date is now four years before my recording date. So in the event of a foreclosure, they would get paid first. We can't allow that. We are a first mortgage lender. We have to be in first lien priority. We have to be the number one mortgage. We have to get the first dollar if anything goes wrong. So what happens is your bank has to file and sign a document that gets recorded in public records after our mortgage that says they are resubordinating their lien position Mm. to our lien position. So basically it says, to all those whom it may concern, to all men known by these, we, first bank of whatever, hereby agree that we will give up our lien priority and resubordinate our position to be paid after RP funding in the event of any type of default. And this Uh is called a resubordination agreement. Mm -hmm. And usually they charge a couple hundred bucks to do this. And it takes them forever. It takes them forever, Rob. So we try to close our refis in a timely manner. Mm-hmm. You know, we like to get things in and out of here. I'm a, I'm an efficiency guy. And the, the, the fastest and best way to do business is to get your loan in and get your loan closed and finished so you don't sit around and bog up my system. But when it takes your bank two, three, four months to file the resubordination, because oh. we can't do anything until we have that resubordination agreement from your bank. Because if they are unwilling to go back into second lien position, then, uh, then you can't do your mortgage with us. And so what they're looking at is they're saying, well, are you worsening our position, right? So if let's say you had a $100,000 mortgage and a $50,000 home equity line of credit, and now you want a $200,000 mortgage from us and you want to keep your $50,000 line of credit. Well, they may say, no way, no way. Right now we get dollars, a $100,001 to $100,050. But if you borrow another $200,000 from RV funding, now we don't get money until dollars $200,001, right? So the bank is worsening their position considerably. So usually what we find is if you keep the balance the same, which is easy to do since we don't charge any closing costs, the bank is pretty willing to resubordinate. If you Mm. are trying to increase the amount of the first mortgage and worsen the bank's position, they're less likely to resubordinate. So back to the original question, uh, we would much prefer just to pay them all off and give you one new mortgage from us because then we don't have to mess with the resubordination process. We don't have to mess with your bank. We get to make you a bigger mortgage which means I get to make more money servicing your loan. <laughs> Everybody wins, right? I'm but if you but if you insist on keeping your second mortgage, we're happy to work with you as well. So I think it is a great time. And here's what I will tell you, Rob. There is a statistic. I, I forget. I, I read you the statistic the other day about mm-hmm. how many millions of home equity lines are going to reset over the next 24 months. That's scary. I mean, I, I, it was an astronomical. It, it was like a billions or trillions. It was insane. And so what that means, folks, is when you get a home equity line of credit for the first 10 years, it's like a credit card. You pay interest only, and you can draw some money off of it, and you can pay the money back and draw the money and pay the money. And, and on a $100,000 home equity line, the monthly payment is like 300 bucks a month. 
because all you're paying is the interest, and the interest is low. It's much, much lower than a credit card. Two things are happening. After 10 years, they decide it's time for you to start paying them back. So now you can't just pay the $300 in interest. you got to pay that plus principal, and you have to pay the principal on a 20-year amortization because you already burned through the first 10 years, so they want to get their money back over the next 20. So on average, the payment will triple. So that home equity line you've been paying 300 bucks a month on for the last 10 years, at the 121st month, the payment will go to $900, and people are going to freak wow. out. And so now is the time to go ahead and wrap those two loans together with a nice fixed-rate 30-year mortgage from RP Funding. All right, the other thing I will tell you is Janet Yellen has got her finger on the button. She does. She's ready to go thermonuclear and take interest rates up and up and up. I mean, she she's like sitting there with her hand quivering, ready to smash the big red button that says raise interest rates. And all she's waiting for is one good jobs report, and she is going to go thermonuclear and raise interest rates. And when she does that, all of you listening with home equity line of credits Mm -hmm. will start to watch those interest rates go up very, 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 very quickly. And if you get caught in the cross-section where rapidly rising prime rate intersects with 10-year reset of payment tripling, your payment could actually quadruple. How many people can afford for their home equity line payment to go from $300 to $1,200 overnight. Not very many. Let's be proactive. Let's take care of it right now by refinancing it all into a fixed rate mortgage where I pay all the closing costs. How do they do it, Rob? Well, Robert, it's very, very simple. All they do is call the number 855-773-8634. That's 855-773-8634. I'll say it for you one time real slow. 855-773-8634. No hard sell, no obligation when you call, and no one will try to overpower you or talk you into anything. You're in the driver's seat. Remember, that's what this show is all about. That's what SavingThousands.com is all about. And that's what RP Funding and all of the companies under the Robert Palmer umbrella are all about. You're in charge. We're here to help. You got it? So remember, there's a lot of things that you can gather from the Robert Palmer family of companies. Those saving thousands rules to success, look them up right now and start to utilize those in your everyday transactions. And you know what? Within one week of starting to use the 15 rules to success, you're going to notice something very, very pleasing. You'll have more money. You're not going to be one of those people that shows up on Wednesday and says, you know what? It's Wednesday and I don't have enough money to last through Friday. So I've run out of money, but I haven't run out of week. We don't want you to have that. Of course, the Saving Thousands radio show, and we now introduce our Saving Thousands channel on iHeart. If you're out of range of this radio station and you want further consumer empowerment, just go on to iHeart and right there on the search engine, just put in the name Robert Palmer, and you can listen to Robert's hour-long programs and some great music too, on the Robert Palmer channel on iHeart. It's a great, great tool. And of course, you're going to have the Home Value Hotline at 866-222-8231. 866-222-8231. The Home Value Hotline, helping you get the best, most precise evaluation of your home. Well, that's going to wrap it up for today. We hope that you'll join us soon as we all save thousands with Robert Palmer. 